It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Benetti and Dave Jennings. are here for you this afternoon. No word. I'm not going to let the elephant in the room just sit around in the elephant and not talk about it. Uh, we've got no word, so we'll, we'll figure things out um, on... Mayor Fisher has issued a state of emergency. That should make you feel really good. Okay? So if something happens, we'll let you know. But other than that, we're going to talk about it. Yep, sports. yep. Could be today, could be tomorrow, but we will be here to talk about it on the earlier show and on this show as much as we can. Billy Rutledge is going to join us one half of the Billy and Billy show. They do an NFL fantasy football show every single Sunday. It's on Facebook. You can click on it. It's very, very popular. People love them. Uh, very two very knowledgeable guys about the NFL. Uh, but one half, Billy Prickett, guess what? News. What? What? He got engaged finally. Oh, he did. So he went to Montana, and he did the engagement in Montana. Oh, that's probably where we'll move at the end of the. Uh, oh, right. At the end of the radio run, <laughs> right, Montana. Get up, get up in the mountains somewhere. Yeah, say bye bye. Never be heard from again. Uh, so they have, uh, you know, we had given him a guff for not. Uh, he, they've been dating seven years. Right. Right. So you either marry or let that girl go get some other boy. Come on now. You either let her use your toilet paper or don't. That right. Well, what are you doing? So we want to say congratulations to Billy Prickett and his lovely wife, or I'm sorry, fiance, and which puts pressure pressure on Rutledge at this point. I don't think so. Rutledge has about six or seven years to play with here. No, no, no. Before I, you start no, to get off. No, no. Before you head into Prickett land, that's another five years no, at least. They've been no, wait, Rutledge, how long have you been dating Melissa? How long? Uh Hey guys, it's Marissa, and we've been dating Marissa. for three years. But three I, years. I was surprised to hear hear you say seven with Billy. I had not heard that before just now, and that's a long time. Yes, it is a long time. So you got four more years, Billy. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Make that girl honest. Okay, um, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, guys. How are you? We didn't get to talk awesome. to you. We get to talk. We didn't get to talk to you last week, so we, we sort of this will be a catch up for the NFL at this point. Uh, but we'll start with the stadiums. So this weekend we had two stadiums debut: one in LA and one in Vegas. I got to tell you, I'm I'm not easily impressed. But seven billion dollars were the stadiums. One, the L- one in LA yeah. was five billion. That, that's a carport. I mean, it's 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 beautiful. It's gigantic. It's beautiful. It's got a lake. Big leg, big leg in front of it, and then last night you gotta love the Vegas. Oh my gosh, the back window where they have all these chairs and bar stools looks like the in Dallas's one where they have that little area. It looks like a giant sports bar, but it's on the back end where these windows are facing downtown Vegas. So, and then you look to the right, and that's the field. Hey, we we face a yellow bridge. <laughs> Uh, Billy, your thoughts on uh, last night's game uh, and the Las Vegas Raiders are two and zero in their new place. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, you know, I'm a big John Gruden fan, being from Tampa Bay, and him bringing a Super Bowl to the Buccaneers back in 2002. So I'm rooting for him and the Las Vegas Raiders. And even better, it came at the expense of Billy Prickett's Saints uh, with the 34-24 win. Uh, you're absolutely right about those stadiums. They are beautiful, especially that Las Vegas one with the giant torch in. On one of the yeah, windows. 94 feet tall, it, it, yeah. It just looks perfect for a, a gladiator sport, which is football. So I, I, I'm all for seeing more of those in the future. And that Raiders game, wow. I mean, Derek Carr 
looked a lot better than Drew Brees last night. I know that Drew Brees holds a lot of the records when it comes to the NFL in passing, but he did not throw one pass past 20 yards last night, Tony. That is uh, the sign of an offense that doesn't have its number one receiver and has a quarterback that doesn't have the same arm strength as he used to. I'd love to see the Saints lose as a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, and it was just nice to see a close Monday night football game again. We always talk about running backs, how their game kind of goes all at once. That's why teams are hesitant to sign them to a lot of money in long term, although a few of them have been signed recently, but they're still pretty young. But with Peyton Manning, his arm went quickly. He was able to get a Super Bowl out of it thanks to his defense. But both Tom Brady and Drew Brees, have they both slipped a little bit? Yeah, I think they have. Um, you know, I'm saying that as somebody that wanted touchdown Tom to be back in peak form, but over the past two weeks, he's had some misthrows. He has had definitely had some some old age father time showing. And you know, there's something to be said about these these great quarterbacks and what they can do in a system and, a, and the correct scheme and how they can enhance an offense, just like Peyton did. But Peyton also threw for zero touchdowns and two interceptions in that Super Bowl. So I think there is a rapid decline with these great quarterbacks, specifically arm strength, and we are starting to see it with Tom and Breeze. But I also would say at the same time, these guys could go for another two or three years if yeah. they just continue to dink and dunk and continue to stay healthy. I I think there I think it was a mistake, and I think that you've got to revisit. I'm not trying to be hindsight here, but Brett Favre was sent packing, right? Uh, Joe Montana was sent packing, and we all asked the same question. It was like, what are you thinking? Are you insane? No, it was the right decision because they were getting older. At this point, you're starting to think, should they have gone with Teddy and, and maybe gone with a, more of a young uh, spry at the beginning of the career or at least middle of the career than, than at the end and see what you can get for Drew Brees? Uh, that narrative is starting to get there. He, and, and Dave's right. The, the drop-off happens like that. It's like a snap. It's like they were great and then they weren't all of a sudden. So if you put together a great defense, maybe you can get like Elway did his at the end of his and then Peyton at the same, for the same team. Peyton was a shell of himself. But neither one of these guys gave you the indication they weren't going to be the same. That would have been really bad PR to let Drew Brees go. Well, I, I, do, I don't know. Look, you, that's what you're paid to do is to make tough decisions. I was on the radio at QMF when I, and I did a sports thing for the morning show when they let Joe Montana. And I made the argument for Joe, Joe Montana. I was like, are you insane? Like, what are you doing? Not knowing what they had waiting for them. So, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. but the NFL has already, we're two weeks in, and they're doing it, uh, would you agree, Billy, that they're doing it better than the rest of the sports right now during COVID? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure, you know, what would show, prove to me why they're doing better than other teams or other sports. Maybe it's the lack of positive tests. But, you know, it seems like they had a mindset that they were going to get this done no matter what. And uh, it, it has come to fruition, and it looks like we're going to continue to see stadiums continue to allow more and more fans as the season goes on. Uh, to your point, Tony, Joe Montana won a playoff game with the Chiefs after he left the 49ers. Yeah. So yeah. It, it was bad PR for some of these teams to let go of old quarterbacks. But, um, you know, tough decisions come with the job. And, if you look at the rest of the league, you do not want to be in quarterback purgatory. And if you can squeeze another two years out of the all-time great Drew Brees and, you know, the dynamic duo that is Sean Payton and Drew Brees and, and possibly get back to the playoffs instead of having to go into a, a land of n- unsure of what you're going to get, I think Teddy Bridgewater deserved that money, another shot, and that's why I'm glad he went to a different team. 
Um, but I, I would rather stay on the safe side and have a Drew Brees or an old Tom Brady than have to go out and, and really rely on a young guy that in a season where you don't get a lot of preparation. So maybe just wait a few more years with these old guys and let them transition out because even Brett Favre won a playoff game after moving teams. I mean, these guys have a little bit of a vendetta after they move teams. They want to prove to the management that it's not just the franchise that helped them along, just like Tom Brady's doing now. Yeah, Brett Favre came within one Brett Favre special crazy interception from going to a Super Bowl, so he still had some gas in the tank. Now, both the Billy Billies or the Billy and Billy show, the entire outfit, said, Dave, the Green Bay Packers are going to take a big step back. They didn't draft a wide receiver. Now, while the defense hasn't been spectacular, at one point giving up touchdowns on five consecutive drives, the offense has been pretty darn good. So picking next Sunday night's game, you like to see Drew Brees lose coming off a loss and back at home. What does your gut tell you about the Packers-Saints next Sunday? Dave, you're so right. Let me eat some crow here. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers specifically have burned a hole in my wallet. I mean, I have bet against the Packers in relationship between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers several times, and they continue to continue to prove me wrong. They looked great the first two weeks. The offense seemed to be clicking. Aaron Jones picked up exactly where he left off last year, and Devontae Adams is a force that uh, somebody like Julio Jones just can't seem to get there. You know, Julio is almost allergic to the red zone. Devontae is that elite receiver. I, I'm not betting against the Packers anymore, Dave. I'm with you. I'd love to see the Saints lose in the Superdome next Sunday for the Packers. I was, you know, we talked about these NFC and AFC championship teams uh, most ready to take a step back. Who would not come back to the championship game? And, Dave, it looks like the Packers could be safe, but the San Francisco 49ers are on their way out. It's not as so much as if you won or lost your fantasy football game in week two, is it, it, did you survive week two with all the injuries that happened across the league? And, uh, you know, we talked so much about in the college game how much depth is important when it comes to COVID issues and uh, no practice and preparation time. We're seeing it's uh, playing a factor in the NFL as well. Uh, the teams that need to be good for the NFL to to, uh, to to be successful are the Ravens, the Steelers, the Seahawks, the Packers, right? I mean, these are these are the best teams. <laughs> these are the ones that are very popular, right? Dallas is uh, they're another eight and eight team like they have been for the last twenty years, right? But they, it doesn't matter. Eight and eight Dallas is is uh, is a good year uh, for the NFL as of right now. Do you put the Ravens as the best team in the NFL? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. They're my Super Bowl pick. I picked them to beat the Bucks in the Super Bowl in Tampa this year. I think that Lamar Jackson, if he can stay healthy, has the weapons around him and the athletic ability that just cannot be stopped in the NFL. We've, taught, we've seen the playoff guffs for Lamar Jackson, the 0-2 in the playoffs. He seems to be stopped. But I think that this team is on a different level than the other teams. I'm glad you brought up the Cowboys, Tony, because what a win versus the Falcons last week. And what is the special teams unit thinking with that onside kick? You fall on the ball. Yeah. It's not a, a, a motion picture that you wait until it gets 10 yards and watch it. It was surreal for the Cowboys to come back. I would fully expect Dan Quinn to lose his job at the end of the year because the Falcons continue to blow another lead. And you're right about these best teams, these popular teams being good, good for the NFL. We saw the two best teams in the last decade face off on Sunday night football, Seattle and New England, and it went down to the very last play. 
I love what I've seen out of Cam Newton in that rushing attack. And, Tony, I know you mentioned last time we spoke that it was just Miami and, you know, let's pump the brakes on Cam Newton and New England being a contender in the AFC. But after seeing that game versus Seattle, who I fully expect to be in the thick of it in the NFC, uh, my expectations are back up for the Patriots. I think that they can do a lot uh, with the offense designed around Cam Newton. And one of my biggest pet peeves, the Packers do it all the time, and I saw it against the Seahawks and Patriots. So I think it's Seattle that has the ball about a buck forty left. It's third and one, and they can run the clock out with one more first down. They go for it all. It's incomplete. The Patriots go down and are one play away from winning the game. I hate when teams don't get the first down. Now, Cam Newton was, was incredible. He looked like the old Cam Newton. Tony thinks he's going to implode at some point and become yep. super dud. And crazy always wins out. Crazy always wins out. Your crazy girlfriend, she's fine for a while. Crazy will come back. I think crazy comes back for Cam. Tell me if you disagree. After his next contract. I think crazy Cam needs a new contract, so he's going to be sane Cam, at least till he gets his next deal. Yeah, Dave, your point makes a little bit more than Tony's. You know, I, I understand the crazy girlfriend can come out, but it, it doesn't happen when you're crazier than her, right? I mean, Bill Belichick <laughs> is the greatest yeah. coach of all time. I mean, have you seen his son's mullet? Uh, did you oh, see my what word. No. hair looks like? I mean, this family is no, football-defied. No. I mean, this, they are crazier than Cam, and I think they are going to be able to control him. Remember, this is a free agent signing. He wasn't traded to the Patriots. He chose the Patriots' way. He knew what he was getting into. And a little bit of taste of success and a little bit back in the spotlight, I think Cam is going to be uh, a team player like he is. So uh, give me the Cam Patriots making the playoffs this year. It's a spectacular mullet. Well, it really is. I got to see this. It's Joe Dirt. I got to see this. It is Joe Dirt. I got to see this. I was at the park last night, and it was at Seneca Park walking with Jackie. And let me tell you, I've never seen that many people at the park. And there were so many mullets, I could not. I was just like, what is going on? And the bad mustaches, too. Bad mustaches and the the mullets. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're trapped in 85 again. What is going (laughs) on? Uh, But, yes, I keep thinking of that country song, uh, fix your makeup and hide your crazy, whatever that song is uh, uh, about the lady that's uh, crying, whatever the song well, is. That, 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 narrows that's it, that narrows it down. But that's Cam. <laughs> he's fixing his makeup. He's fixing his makeup and hiding his crazy for a little while. But that crazy will come back. Don't you think it won't? All right, Billy, biggest disappointment so far to me, Philadelphia jumps out. Biggest surprise, maybe Arizona? Um, you know, my biggest surprise is Joe Burrow. I think a lot of people had high expectations for Joe, but – the poise that I've seen from him in the pocket and him throwing 61 times against the Browns and completing mm-hmm. a rookie record 37 completions, I was extremely impressed. And I think we have to entirely gauge the Bengals' season, season on Joe Burrow's learning curve, not their win-loss record this year. I think that there is a lot of optimism in Cincinnati for what he brought in. For a veteran wide receiver like A.J. Green to come out and say, this guy's special, this guy's got that it factor – I'm pretty sure A.J. Green doesn't go around saying that about every Bengals quarterback that comes into the room. I think Joe Burrow has been the biggest surprise to me, not because of the hype that he had coming in, but just because he passed the eye test for me. He really did. Um, A.J. Green never said that about the pink torpedo. No. Not once. The red rifle. (laughs) No. No, he didn't. And um, I would agree with you, Dave. I think the Eagles have been the biggest disappointment. I expected a lot out of Miles Sanders. and, And Carson Wentz seems to have regressed. Um, maybe it's a lack of a, a number one wide receiver option there. But even with Zach Ertz, even with rookie Jalen Rieger, um, Alshon Jeffrey's still out. I think uh, two disappointing loss by the Eagles. 
um, has been a storyline. Also, the Rams have looked really good. I expected the Rams yeah. to lay down and Sean McVay to be that coaching wonder for that one year um, and a Super Bowl one year and bust, maybe a, a one and done. But he, the Rams have come out. They're 2-0. and The, the offense look, seems to be back. And even beating the Eagles in Lincoln Field, I liked how they were pumping in booze after the Eagles failed to convert a third down. I think that was right on brand for them. But I think that is the perfect description of their season so far. Is the Eagles definitely have to pick things up. Probably tossing the Vikings in the disappointing category, too. Uh, you're listening to the Afternoon Underdogs delivered by Papa John's. Oh, that buffalo chicken, the grilled buffalo chicken papadilla is papadilla number five if you're keeping score at home. Order online, papajohns.com. You can get wings, too, and regular pizza, but the papadillas rock. We're talking to Billy Rutledge. He is in Lexington. Of course, we are in Louisville. Uh, Billy, let's move to college football. Uh, Kentucky fans are high on their team, and rightfully so. They ended the season pretty well, uh, including a beatdown of Louisville, um, and they move to the, the beginning of the season. This Saturday is their opener. At Auburn, I'm looking at the weather. It looks like there's a big street. There's a storm. All these damn storms coming through there are going to be on right on top of them. Uh, but do you believe this Kentucky's team is? Look, Kentucky fans buy in. They can be they can be beaten down so many times with reality of where they are in the SEC. But once they get just a sh- just a slight shimmer of hope, they get back in. Yes, go Coyotes. Are uh, are they legit? Can they uh, look their double-digit dog in Vegas numbers to Auburn? Can they go to Auburn and win that game, Billy? Well, now, Tony, since I've moved to Lexington, I have not screamed "Go Cats" yet. Um, it is hard okay. uh, not to be a little Good bit brainwashed you. in the city when there is optimism for the Kentucky Wildcats. But you okay. know, I have to say, I am running to the sports book to go back Kentucky plus ten right now. I really am. It's not often that you can say. Kentucky has the better hog mollies. They have the better offensive-defensive line. They're going to come into this game with Auburn with the best offensive line in the country and one of the best returning defensive lines in the SEC. Auburn, meanwhile, I believe has two starters returning on the offensive line and uh, plenty of holes to replace, including Derrick Brown, who's on the Carolina Panthers. After last year, I think the continuity is working in Kentucky's favor. They have their quarterback back, Terry Wilson, who is 12-3 as a starter, which is unprecedented when you think about Kentucky starting quarterbacks in their overall record. They do have all the ingredients to have a very successful season. Now, what does that look like? Six, seven wins? I think seven is a great season for them, especially with some tough road games at the end. But looking at week one at Auburn, I think that's why you saw such a high line or um, for Kentucky plus 10 for them because I think many people – assumed that Auburn is going to be Auburn, and Kentucky is going to be Kentucky. That is a fight that this Kentucky football program, I don't think, has has winning yet. I think there is still a lot of doubt in the national media's mind when it comes to Kentucky and putting a full season together. But I think it was absolutely special how they were able to change the offense last year to make a wide receiver the quarterback and for them to lead the nation in rushing after that when you know the ball is going to go to the same player every time. Uh, they have a lot of good things going for them, and I could easily see them uh, beating Auburn in game one. I think they have the better team, believe it or not. And I think, unfortunately, though, that in 49 states, if Kentucky were to win, it'd be an upset. But in the state of Kentucky, I really do feel like they believe that they are going to win this Saturday. And what do we make of Louisville after two weeks? I mean, after week one, I saw a Western team that looked pretty good, 
and Louisville's defense looked improved, and the offense looked good. Then Miami comes along, and Louisville can't stop them again. Offense was fine, but then Western goes out and loses to Liberty. So what do you, what do you have the Louisville here at 1-1? One and one? What are you thinking about the cards? Yeah, I was happy to see them play well against Western Kentucky, but, you know, that, that kind of went away after I saw Western Kentucky's performance against Liberty. It really did. Um, and Miami seems to have Louisville's number a little bit after last year as well. Uh, in, in some history in the past, but you know, I'm not, I'm not really hitting the panic button yet. Um, I, t- I listened to you guys a little bit yesterday and you talked a lot about scheme and, um, you know, just not guarding guys at the right time. I think you guys hit the nail on the head when you talked about the recruiting and just how I think it will take a couple years to fully replace, uh, some of the previous regime, not just not to give this. Uh, administration and coaching staff excuses for how they played, especially the defense against Miami. But I do think there is something to be said about, um, you know, having guys at each position that, you know, that you have gone out and searched and gotten diamonds out of the rough. I think that Louisville and Satterfield are still in a positive direction. I think the the way the schedule sets up, they have a great shot of of having a successful year. Um, So, you know, a lot of criticism, and it is nice to just be, to criticize play, right? I mean, how many months ago did we even know if we were going to be talking about this this fall? It's nice to have this discussion about coaching staffs and, and if they're living up to expectations or not. But I, I'm still on wait-and-see mode for this Louisville Cardinals team because at least my belief is they're heading in the right direction and a bad performance against Miami isn't going to completely knock them off that track. Liberty. Liberty. Liberty, dude. Liberty. Yeah. Billy. Yeah, Billy, yeah. Billy, Ugh. Billy. I mean, the storyline that look, Louisville at least gave him a run uh, a little bit, but Liberty, you you can't lose to Liberty. I thought we had some hype going for Western Kentucky. You're a grad. You covered the team. What what, did, what the hell, Liberty? It's uh, you know, Western's become a little bit of uh, grad quarterback you right now, and uh, you know when you do that, it doesn't give you a lot of time to acclimate with your team and your offense. Liberty it can be a little complicated. It's I think it, it kind of it lies on the the shoulders of the quarterback Tigram, and I, no. I have no words after that. I'm disgusted. Yes, no, no. That's give what, me Liberty or no, give me Pegram. Right? No, you can't. Or whatever no, his name it, is. No, there are there's certain because remember Kentucky was there for a while. If you if you're an SEC team and you lost to Kentucky, if you're an upper level SEC team, you lost to Kentucky. You were fired that year, uh-huh. and part of the argument was you lost to Kentucky. Uh, I think there's certain teams that you lose to. You go, well, look in your contract it says if you lose to Liberty, you're fired. So we have no choice, right? So I, I, I mean, it's just lose to Robert Morris. I mean, it's, no, not after no, no, no. Uh, all right, Billy. Uh, listen to what time is the show? Can we see on uh, on Sunday? Of course, the Billy and Billy show. Is he going to join you? Even though he's engaged and traveling in Montana. Uh, he's scheduled to, yeah. Um, every okay. Sunday from noon to 1 p.m., you can uh, follow the 790 KRD Facebook page or me on Twitter, at Billy R Sports. Uh, we'll go live. It'll be a full hour talking all fantasy sports, and uh, it's the best way to set your lineup and get you ready for football. We were uh, both won our best bets last week as well, so we try to give a little gambling tips uh, every Sunday from noon to 1. I hope you'll tune in. Okay, okay, one last thing before I let you go. I mean, the NFL for a while was really shaky on dealing with domestic violence, and they had some really questionable decisions. And now with COVID, you're handing out a million-plus dollars in fines to coaches and masks. 
and these guys work with the players who don't have to wear masks. Yeah. Explain the logic for the yeah. hefty fines for something they shouldn't have to be wearing at all. Well, that's tough, you know, because I think people a lot of, and we talked about this last week, why are they wearing masks when you're getting tested already so vigorously? Isn't Couldn't you say that everybody that there is already clean and you don't have to wear a mask? So that does come into question, but, you know, something I mentioned a little earlier is I think that it'll be a cash grab for the NFL, and they'll continue to welcome in more and more fans into the stadiums as the season progresses. And as they do that, they're just going to create more variables. So the way I'm looking at this, Dave, is they have already implemented this mask plan, and if they are going to do it, then you better well damn wear the mask instead of just taking it off or wearing it on or just deciding how much you want to wear it or not. If it's a rule, there's got to be a punishment. That's what makes it a rule. So I actually uh, commend them for fining people heavily for this. There's a discussion to be said on whether they should even be wearing it, but since it is a rule and since they are continuing to welcome fans back into the stadium, I think it is necessary for them to wear the, the mask, and I'm not sure that – I really care about a bunch of rich people losing a hundred thousand dollars. Just, just come on, man. Just wear the mask. It's, well, and, Andy Reid went it. with the Andy Reid went with the with the welder's mask, <laughs> right. but it was fogging up. So they're trying to give him little well, they fixed that little DIY fixes. Yeah, for they the, fixed uh, it. The yeah, mask they fogging. fixed it. All right, Billy, we're up against well, break, man. Thank you. Yeah. Oh no, did I didn't Belichick see Belichick. No. Oh man. No. Oh, the beat. Him and his yes. son after the show. No, I got yeah, to. No, it's weird. Yeah, it was Donald Duck and the mullet. No. No, I gotta look. I gotta check no, it out. No, it's a beak. I gotta check it out. All right, Billy, uh, stay safe in Lexington, buddy. All right, thanks, guys. See you, man. Thank you, man. Okay, uh, back after this, we are the Afternoon Dogs. He's Dave Jennings. I'm Tony Vanetti. We're delivered by Papa John's Pizza. Order online, papajohns.com. Yep. Uh, they have the papadillas. You can do the $6 pick them. So basically, you can do the papadilla and a pizza and the brownies, and all of them are 6 bucks. Anything over two of the items, 6 bucks, Including that buffalo sauce that's on the oh, chicken wings. So good. Got to bottle that up, Papa John's. I'll so good. Buy it by the gallon. So good. Back after this on 790. KRD. All right. Uh, Louisville at Pittsburgh. That is a noon kick. You can hear it right here on 790 KRD. We'll have the broadcast for you. Louisville one and one. Pitt is two and zero, oh. and ranked ahead of Louisville. Uh, and we've had problems um, at Pitt before, and mostly because of the field. Remember, they always they always lay down new sod every year, and it's a situation. But I don't think they have that issue these this year. There hasn't been that much rain, so I think they're going to be fine there. I have no idea whether this Pittsburgh team is any good or not. I know. Is it was it last year or the year before Pitt took Clemson to the mat? And, yes. I mean, Clemson pulled it I out. I thought they beat them. No, that field goal at the, the end. Field goal at the yeah. end. So, yeah. I mean, Pitt's one of those teams, if you're not paying attention, they'll beat you. And this year they're better than most years. So it, it, the defense has to improve. That's the obvious takeaway. Pitt yeah. is at home. Louisville's defense has to get better. Yep. Uh, the good Simplify thing, the scheme, whatever it takes. Get a guy on a guy. Uh, you're listening to the Afternoon Dogs uh, delivered by Papa John's. He's Dave Jennings. I'm Tony Vanetti. Uh, the good thing about uh, the loss on Saturday was it was the primetime game and that the credit is all going to Miami and that Louisville's still a good team. You In the past, when Louisville would lose a game like that, they would fall off and people would go, oh, they're terrible, they're just being Louisville. In this case, it's not the worst-case scenario. People are like, no, no, that Louisville team is good. We, we, and I think it's the coach, too. I think people believe in Satterfield nationally so much, or at least football people believe in Satterfield that they know Louisville is going to be better. Now, this is the first time because my Knowles haven't been good for a while. But they've gone toe-to-toe with Miami every year. 
And people keep saying Miami's back. It's like, no, FSU's not back, and we just beat them or just barely lost. Right. That is not the Miami team I remember. This is not the FSU team I remember. That Miami team last weekend was closer to the ones that I remember. Um, Talented defense flying to the ball and a really good quarterback. So that is a case of Miami beating Louisville. A couple of plays aside, then Louisville not being very good. But it's at Miami this this week, right? Florida State at Miami. Miami, yes. So, th- th- do they normally? Oh crap! I don't know about the crowd because they're, they're letting anybody in the games or not. Right, Mike Norvell has has COVID, so the head coach isn't going to be on the right. sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't, it, well, again, my question now is moot because it's not. We don't know. We don't know what the what no. Miami's a, a much better team. Uh, Florida State needs to hang within two touchdowns. Uh, there are some interesting games as we move forward. Louisville at Pitt, Florida State, and Miami. That's uh, as a as a matchup when I was growing up. That was that was a the, must watch. That was an NFL game. That's yes. like watching a Kentucky North yes. Carolina game. Yes. and counting the first round draft right. picks. That's what that used to be. Yep. Uh, you get your first look at the LSU team that has replaced. Uh, did they have eleven guys off the offensive defense? Eleven starters were drafted in the NFL last year. And Bennett is the new quarterback. So okay. from Burrow to Bennett. They play Mississippi State. Georgia is ranked very high. I think they're fourth or fifth. Uh, they're 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 playing Arkansas. So Arkansas somehow has fallen off the map, and they have become Vanderbilt at some point. Well, they fell for the Brett Belima. Yes, yes. It's yes. like falling for the Steve Alford thing. Yeah. It's like what have these guys actually ever done? done yes. To make a program better, they'll have one good year in there. And then hop to the next lily pad, and they'll find out they weren't really that good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the SEC, again, in play, you, I love all the U.K. fans. They're like, oh, the JV's over now. Now we get the varsity plays this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <clears throat> so, Kentucky and, and Auburn uh, getting 10 points. You just heard Billy saying, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm loading up on Kentucky and taking the 10 I don't know if that it line moves before Saturday when it's it kickoff, but I do know that the weather is going to play a factor here. All that weather coming up from the Gulf, and, the, and it's one storm after another, and it's sitting on top of the Typically south. more of a running situation if that's the case. Advantage Kentucky. I'm with Billy. I'm tempted to bet Kentucky on that one. Not sure they'll win, but I think it's going to be a, be a dog fight or a cat fight. As a it cat were. fight. There we go. Uh, okay, so, and then, of course, we talked about yesterday with U of L. Uh, they have answered the NCAA uh, uh, allegations, and somebody had tweeted out that it seems like this, this, this tweet has been sent every month for five years, and it does for us, too. I mean, as, as Louisville fans, we get it. We've been living with this for a very long time, and trust me, the impact has been felt. Uh, the fans, there's certain fan of a certain percentage of the fan base are just like, man, whatever's going on, I don't know. So we'll we'll find out more in the next couple of weeks, maybe. And ESPN is planning to move at least eight of their college basketball events to the bubble in Orlando. One of those includes Kentucky. That's the Champions Classic, also featuring Duke, Michigan State, Kansas, and Kentucky. I don't think Louisville is involved in any of these, but. They're talking about once they get there, it's kind of like a jam session. Yeah. Hey, you want to play in our band for a little while? Cool. Right. Yeah. That they could get in there and then yeah. play some games, yeah. add games to the schedule, and make it interesting. So as of now, it looks like a lot of games, those little special preseason tourneys will be in Orlando. He's Dave Jennings. I'm Tony. If you're not here listening to the Afternoon Dogs delivered by Papa John's Pizza. We love us some lots of pasta also, Tony. Lots of pasta. Louisville.com. Go to that website. On the top, there's a tab. And you can order your lunch there. Give them a call. See what the soup of the day is. Pick out some dinners. Pick out a loaf of bread. Whatever you want. Salad dressings. It's all on the website. 
even more stuff in the store when you go in. But they'll email you back when your order's ready, and if you want, they'll bring it out to your car. LotsofPastaLouisville.com is the website. Back after this on 790 KRD. All right, anytime a high school quarterback scores six touchdowns, three running and three passing, that's pretty impressive, right? Al Bundy. Not, not, not if your father is the wealthiest man in that town and he pays off the other team <laughs> to take a dive. Okay. Is that what happened? No. Okay. Uh, what makes this even more impressive is that Treshawn Willis has just one arm. Oh, wow. So he's got one arm. He is threw his, three. Is, please three. tell me he's still got his throwing arm. Sorry. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. <laughs> and on the weekend, he hangs wallpaper. Both of you. Turn your mics off. How do you get him out of a tree, Dave? <laughs> I don't know. You wave at him. Son of a... Three passing, and no, that doesn't deserve <laughs> a rim shot. Look, we're, son, we're sorry about your arm. You got two choices. You could either be a super amazing quarterback, or Def Leppard's looking for a drummer. You know what? What? Three passing and three rushing. He was thirteen for nineteen and one hundred twenty-nine yards, and ran the ball for ninety-five yards. Again, six touchdowns for a high school senior quarterback with one arm. That's not incredible. bad. That's where, awesome. Where is he out of? Iowa. Say, Iowa. He's in, in Mount Pleasant, Iowa. I wow. bet you that's a great place to Mount live. Mount Pleasant. Morning, Ted. Morning, Barbara. Hey. When you're walking out, right? In your yes. Robe, yeah. Right? Mount Pleasant. Right. Hey, before you go off to your insurance job, would you like one of these fresh baked muffins that, that right. uh, Barbara just made? Oh, <laughs> what I kind would, of muffins? But, I would, but Karen would, t- she'd kill me. What, what are those kind of creepy kid voices coming out of the cornfield? <laughs> What's that? What kind of muffins? Uh, they were they were Karen muffins. Oh, they're hey. delicious. How about um, uh, blueberry? Blueberry, good. Uh, blueberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. chip in them or two? Ted, I'd love to, but I just had a big breakfast from Martha. <laughs> Here's some more football news. I didn't I didn't see the game, but evidently the Dallas Cowboys were able to pull one off on the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons had the lead in their game against the Cowboys Sunday, twenty to nothing. And then the Cowboys scored, but it wasn't too bad. It was twenty nine to ten that the Falcons lead. And then that's when the wheels fell off. Uh, it wound up being a 40-39 to one-point win by the Dallas Cowboys. Here's what happened. Okay. Bewitched. Who was the lady that played? What was the name of the character? Oh, Darren. Oh, Samantha. No. Samantha. Samantha. Sam. So Samantha was in the stands, okay? Yeah. And the, the last play is going on. It's an onside kick. Dave, yeah. back me up on this. You saw this, too. No, the okay. football hypnotized the Atlanta Falcons. So Bewitched went, and it froze the Atlanta Falcons as this ball rolled slowly to the 10-yard bar. It's spinning bar. like a top, and all they have yeah. to do is fall on it. They've they got to fall they, on it. The defense doesn't, or the receiving team does not have to wait for the ball to go 10 yards. But they were transfixed by the spinning leather top. And they're watching it, watching it, watching it. Then it went 10 oh. yards, and a cowboy grabbed it. Isn't oh. it but isn't a perfect explanation like it's a Disney film, and somebody was uh, casting a spell, and then making the Falcons not jump on the ball yep. when they know they played football their entire lives, and they know it's a live ball when it gets to 10 yards? Classic Falcons. What about the Super Bowl? Was it the Patriots they were crushing? I hope oh. so. 
and I can't remember who it was. They they, they were they were winning the Super Bowl, and then at halftime, the owner uh, comes down from his box and says, "You know what? I'm going to go down here on the oh yes, it was 35 to it was like 35 to nothing or something. I can't 35 remember. to three. I, I can't think. remember yesterday, but I do remember vaguely this game. I think the Falcons were playing uh, the Patriots, and everyone was cheering for the Falcons. And then the owner had to come down out of his box. Arthur Blank. Yeah, and had to go down and start slapping hands on the sidelines. And next thing you know, they started to lose. And then he couldn't leave. Right. Because now you're down there and they're losing. You can't go back to your box. I don't know if you know this about sports or not, but a lot of people that play sports, they're a little superstitious. Mm-hmm. There was a... <laughs> There was a guy that was a yes, relief pitcher yes, for the yes. uh, Chicago Cubs who was Kerry something. Kerry started with a W. Wood. Kerry Wood, was that who it was? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. He, when he would run out to the field, he would have to hop over the first baseline. He would brush his teeth in between innings continuously. Yeah. And then when he got to the mound after running out, jumping over the first baseline, he would look to the center fielder and he would turn around and wave. Wave at the center fielder. He until he would, waved back. Until he would, he would not make a pitch until the center fielder waved back at him. Extremely superstitious guy. So is now a cousin have, of yours? Because he sounds crazy. Yeah, well, we're not superstitious. We're OCD. OCD, OCD. That's, that's what right, I said, right, crazy. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn the doorknob, turn the doorknob, turn the doorknob, turn around. <laughs> okay. So back to the story. Uh, well, there was a Falcon fan by the name of Harlan Shackleford. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Harlan Shackleford. you got to lead with the Harlan Shackleford. Line. I say, I say. I see, I see. The Falcons are going to win the Super Bowl, I see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he talks, guaranteed. Hey, you tell that general store owner when he comes back that Harlan Shackleford called, <laughs> he'll know what I'm wanting. You know who Harlan Shackleford is? He's that villain in Roadhouse. The right, guy that lives right. in the big oh, house. Yeah, that's right. Flies hey, how, come can't, how come none of the farmers can get any chicken feed? Harlan Shackleford bought it all up, and he's going to sell it for three times the amount. Damn it, Shackleford. Or he's the bad guy in this episode of the Dukes of Hazard. Right. right. Well, I don't know if them boys know what they're t- messing with when they went to that Shackleford ranch. <laughs> It looks like they're caught between a hen's tooth and a pig's butt. What? What does that mean, Waylon Jennings? I'll let you know when the commercial's over. Well, them old Duke boys didn't know what they were doing when they started messing with Harlan Shackleford. Uh, But now old Jesse knows. And somehow, Dynamite was ready available in, in yeah. Hazard, Kentucky, or Hazard, wherever this show was taking place, <laughs> yeah. because they would tape it to a bow and arrow, yeah. and they would shoot the bow and arrow yeah. with the dynamite <laughs> right. and blow up a barn. And it was just like, where did you get the dynamite? <laughs> it's almost like you could just go to, like, a rest area. You know what I'm talking about? Like a rest area in Harlan County. You got the sandwich machine, the candy machine, the Coke machine, and then a dynamite vending machine. <laughs> That's right. It comes with Velcro to attach to your arrow. Okay. In case there's any bad guys come through, make sure you get your way to one of the many Harlan, or not Harlan, hazard rest areas for some dynamite. What did the Duke boys do for their money? Did they have jobs? Oh, they were uh, moonshiners. They were moonshiners. Oh, that's right. That's why uh, Pico train guy was chasing them. Pico. 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 Get them dukes. Go. Get them dukes. Get them dukes. Look, it was dumb, I, but it was wholesome. Right. 
Well, until they arrested uh, Daisy Duke, and they said, we need a cavity search. Um, yeah, she looks like that until after the first kid. Yeah, she kind of boy, looks like she <laughs> ate Daisy Duke. Not in a hot way. Uh, Harlan Shackerford, he was a lifetime. Uh, so let's get back. Let's recap right, right, the story. Right. Okay, let's recap. <laughs> Squirrel. Let's recap. <laughs> God, we chased too many squirrels on this. Falcons were leading 20 to nothing. Then they blew it to the Cowboys. Da, 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 da. Bad guy the, bad guy. One boy, Harlan Shackelford, who is not the bad guy at uh, Hazard. He's a lifelong uh, Falcons, fan. Falcons fan. And cockfighter. And cockfighter. And, and is it moonshine runner in, in no. Hazard County? What's, what did hey. he do? Did he bet on the damn game? Did you ever notice in Hazard County? All right, okay. <laughs> I almost wonder. <laughs> okay, he said that's enough. I'm not gonna. I can't do it. I can't. No, I'm be, done. I can't be a Falcons fan I'm anymore. Done. Yes. And this is coming from a New York Giants fan. Yes. I've been, I've been a Giants fan yes. since '79. Yes. Hi, I Dwight. Take years. Thank you, thank you, Dave. <laughs> He said, enough's enough. I'm done with the Falcons. This is the last straw. He sat down to embrace the suck. He penned a letter, an open letter to the Atlanta Falcons. He, he wrapped up the letter by saying, I know that the Falcons will probably write back and tell me the door is always open when I return. But let's be honest. We know that because you don't know how to close anything, the Falcons. Oh, <laughs> Well, so that's one fans offer Harlan, so that's it. I'm a firm believer of you could switch teams. I, I know I, this whole. I, I know you are. The, well, uh, I, I'll reason. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Your wife is not a big fan. Hey. though. <laughs> it was college. I well, needed the college. ride. Hey, listen. Hey. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. It was camp. I was ten. Doesn't count. I really right. wanted that Dairy Queen Blizzard. What can I say? Yeah. Okay, so it did have extra stuff in it. I did. Yeah, it did. yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> How was how was the blizzard though? <laughs> all right, that's it. All okay, right, all right. right. But, but, but listen, yeah, I, I told you I'm contemplating becoming a you know, Steelers fan. Yes, oh Packers, but, Packers. But, no, but, but here's the thing. Here, no. but here's the thing. Oh. I was when I was a child, I was a Steelers fan. But back then, this in the early seventies, that's that was it, man. You were the Cowboys. Or a Steelers fan. Yeah. They, they owned it. Was, yes. It was Farrah Fawcett Majors. We were the bad guys. Farrah Fawcett, uh, Kiss, the Steelers, and the Cowboys. Yes. I was a Steelers fan. And then yes. in 79, they, uh, the Giants drafted right. Southern High School. Yep. South Sides, Phil Sims, Phil, Phil from Sims. the Ville, and I followed him. Right. Well, welcome back. Well, I'm, I didn't say I'm going yet. Oh, come on, dude. They're all standing. It's, it's not because of the losing uh, seasons. It's because so far none of the Steelers have knelt. That's right. That's important to you. So Here's what they did. I saw the headline, and all the Steelers were, were standing with a banner saying, I am for racial equality. And I love that. Who's not? Everyone was for racial equality. Sure. I'm not a fan of it. And listen, again. It's your interpretation of what kneeling to that flag does. For me, it's highly disrespectful and offensive. Maybe it's not for other people. I don't know. But that's just my personal choice. But that's Welcome enough. to Steeler Nation. That's enough serious. Welcome to Steeler Nation. You know, there's a lot of, including Nick Roush, a lot of U.K. fans that have gone over because Dupree and Benny Snell and all these U.K. players are on the Steelers. So they've all switched to the Steelers. Greatest ex-UK player story, in my opinion, is Randall Cobb. When Randall Cobb got drafted by Dave's Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. It was his first game. It was his first game. They said, okay, you'll be receiving the kickoff, okay? 
Daniel Cobb says, okay, all Rand- right, Randall that's what Cobb. I'll do. Right, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb goes, yeah. Daniel, I'll be, I'll, I'll be Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. I'll be receiving the kickoff. They say, okay, hey, Randall Cobb, it's your first NFL game. Just run out a couple yards and kneel it down. He goes, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. So he received the kickoff, and he went, uh, yeah, I'm going to run it. And he ran it all the way out and scored a touchdown. Yes. And the coach was like, what are you doing? And Randall Cobb goes, well, I was going to do it, coach, because you told me to run it out and just kneel it down. But then God told me. <laughs> right. But then you see God told me, run it out and get a touchdown, Randall. And that's what I did. And I was going to kneel, but I didn't want Dwight to stop watching. <laughs> was that Mike Tomlin at that point when, when Randall Cobb got – Mike, that's, Mike that's what the hell are you? I'm sorry. Right, what the, I'm sorry. Mike that's McCarthy. Steelers. Mike McCarthy. Put the bong down. I got to. I got to stop – taking this no, golf my sir, favorite comedian sir. bit was the guy that said uh i wish they would do it the opposite from uh i want to thank god for the oh victory. yeah as you guys said, jesus made me fumble no. <laughs> he said, no. right he's no russell he wilson bro- did that in the super bowl oh he did that's true god what? had a god had a lesson for me in that interception yes. and and yes. i've got to figure out what it is at this point but yes. god obviously meant for me to do that well, yes. I remember the comedian's bit because he started off saying, hey, a lot of athletes, when they when they win a championship, they'll say, hey, I'd like to, first of all, I'd like to thank God. And he said, I'd like to have the losing team come out and go, well, we would have won. We would have had the trophy for the city if it wasn't for God. <laughs> he, God he, likes them more. He wanted the Packers to win. <laughs> Coming right back, the afternoon underdogs delivered by Papa John's Pizza, and they've done it again. There's a new flavor in the Papadilla family. It's the new grilled buffalo chicken papadilla with the grilled chicken, onions, three cheese blend, buttermilk ranch sauce, and, of course, lots of their famous buffalo sauce. Order online, papajohns.com. You're listening to 790 KRD.